Good morning. You can't have the microphone. Not yet. <laughs> Good morning. As a church, our mission is to help people become and grow into mature disciples of Jesus. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, serve the world. Seek, belong, serve. Welcome to any guests that are visiting us today, whether in person or online. If this is your first time here physically, we'd like to give you an Oasis coffee mug. If this is the first time you've joined us online, please let us know by filling out the connection card at the connection, Connect With Us tab on our website, www.celebratethejourney.org. For those of you here, you can find the connection card on the center back table. We don't ask for this information to pester you too much, but to provide you with some important information on Oasis in order to help you decide if this is where God wants you to attend. If you have any questions, before you leave today, just ask someone. If they don't know the answer, they will direct you to someone who does. The connection cards can also be used to sign up to receive a weekly email with a link to our newsletter, or you can text the word newsletter to the number on the screen. The email is the best way to keep up to date on all that's going on at Oasis. There is a prayer box on the back table to my right. Write your prayer needs on the card provided and drop it in the box. Each week we will have a dedicated group of people who are committed to praying over these needs. If you would like to be contacted by someone who will pray with you, please provide your name and phone number and someone will reach out to you. For our online folks, you can click on the prayer page tab on our website. Unless otherwise noted, everything written on these cards or online will be held in the strictest of confidence. If you need prayer today, there will be both men and women available after the service to pray with you. If God has spoken to you about something you heard in the sermon, or if you want or need prayers, all are welcome to pray with one of our team members. We gather together for community prayer here in the sanctuary on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. This is an opportunity to build community as well as experience the power and presence of God together. Our next community prayer is this coming week, this week, March 2nd. Where did she go? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, get, um, we believe supporting the local church through the giving of tithes and offerings are biblical truths. Whether you're here in the sanctuary or sitting at home, you have... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my granddaughter's having way too much fun over there. <laughs> um, there is nobody, they're all watching her. <laughs> Wave to everybody, say hi. Yay! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, there is a joy box on the wall by the back door where you can place your tithes and offerings. If you are at home, you can mail your tithes and offerings to the church office or go to the Give tab on our website and set up a one-time or reoccurring offering amount. The online Bible study for the month um, from Right Now Media is Reopening Christianity. And Pastor Dennis. Do I get a hug? No kisses. So since you all missed all that, as a church, <laughs> all right. 
So we have uh, some celebrating to do this morning. Um, though there's not two birthdays on today, but there's two celebration of birthdays coming up. So where's Mr. Steven? Mr. Steven, will you come forward, please? Now Steven is turning 10 double digits. Woo! Hey, hey, don't be stealing my show. Thank you, thank you. All right. Shh. All right. Now, there's another birthday. Now, this one was trying to be hidden from me all morning, but by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, because I'm the fourth in the Trinity, I find stuff out. <laughs> Leah, who has turned 20 yesterday. <laughs> woo! And, and she's, in, she's in double old people digits. That's right. That's right. And so... All right, come on, come on. Now you're you're 18, right? Caleb, 18. Okay. 18, right? Did you did you register to vote? I didn't. Sit down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so Caleb, Stephen, and Leah, we're going to sing them happy. Now don't mess up the names. Caleb, Stephen, and Leah. Caleb, Stephen, and Leah. Caleb, Stephen, Lee, and and make sure we do it loud because we want to see red in the cheeks, and and in these cheeks too. He's high. All right, ready? Let's go. It's not a funeral dirge. One, two, three. Stealing my show. All right. One more quick announcement. On Monday evening, our Living Grace study for, um, I guess, for mental health is, is kind of the overall umbrella. Um, begins tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, here at the building for ladies. Um, we have a few that have signed up. Um, if you would like to join without signing up, just come by the building tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and the ladies will be here. Um, Mo and Emily are leading that, so um, they've been through it. They understand it. Um, this, again, I want to reiterate, this does not take the place of professional counsel, professional psychiatry or psychology. Um, this does not replace medication. Those things are to be decided between you and your doctor. This is just a spiritual, uh, a, a, a spiritual step by step in reclaiming or being able to not just survive um, through depression or anxiety or things like that, but you would thrive, and that's what God would have for you. And so this just kind of lays out the framework on, on how to regain emotional health. Uh, and it's really important, I think, during these times too, that the church take a stand and offer something. Um, so that's what we're doing. Uh, so it's for ladies this time around. Um, we offered it um, last year, and um, guys have a real difficult time sharing stuff. 
um, but I am hopeful that in the future we'll offer one for, for guys too because um, I've seen some stressed out dudes. So with that, I'm going to pray and we will start. Father, we thank you uh, for celebration and birthday. I pray a, a blessing over Stephen and Caleb and Leah. Um, may you continue to grow them to be the, the men and women that you are calling them to be. Uh, we thank you for their lives. We thank you that we get to celebrate. Uh, we thank you that we get to be part of, of uh, their blessing. And uh, thank you that they bless us also. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. 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 All right, so we're working through this Lord's Prayer thing. Mike, am I, or am I in camera? Because I got yelled at last week for fading in and out of the camera. Um, the Lord's Prayer is really kind of a, uh, what's the word, uh, an outline for how we as followers of Jesus are to pray. Now it begins with um, an awareness of God, our Father. But there's so much more going on to that Our Father thing. It's, it's this intimacy. We get to call the creator of everything Dad. I mean, that's how, that's the intimacy that he desires in the relationship with us. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the Waltons meet the little house on the prairie sprinkled with the Huxtables, father-son, father-daughter relationship that God desires uh, from us. And so this prayer puts us, puts this awareness in us that we have this gracious, loving dad, our dad in heaven. He's other, he's holy, he's separate, but yet he's our, he's our dad. And then the prayer kind of launches into six petitions, three about the glory of God and three about our need. It's always proper, I believe, to begin our, our prayer with recognizing who God is. So Jesus gets through that opening, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, we looked at it last week. And then the second half, oh, that's not right. Well, in reality, it says, um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a typo, my bad, we won't blame Christine. Um, it might be one of the most abused verses in the entire Bible. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mainly, I think, because it is prayed thousands of times every single week. And because it's prayed so many times, there are people that will recite this prayer and they have absolutely no intention of doing God's will. They have absolutely no intention of wanting to know what God's will is. I mean, if we actually stop and think when you pray that prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, I mean, you're proclaiming that God's will be done. That should cause a little check in your spirit, should cause a little bit of a, a pause. Um, it's important that we understand what's going on, that we are proclaiming, we are asking, we are speaking that, um, that God would overtake our will with his own. And, and there's not only this overtaking, but there's also that we would submit our will to the will of God. 
I don't think anyone finds it easy to give up their own will. I mean, I have my own will, and my will wills my will to come forth to me. Does that make sense? Too many wills? William, there's another one. Um, and even when I do submit my will to, to the will of God, I find myself taking it back because I'm the captain of this ship, and so I know what's best, especially when it comes to my spiritual life because it's very personal to me. And so I, I, I have this lie in my brain that I can take my will back from God because I know better. Not. I, I hope you sense the sarcasm in that a little bit. The human psyche submitting to someone else's will is kind of a foreign concept. But Jesus is, is pointing out that prayer. It needs to include this humility before God that we just wouldn't come arrogantly making demands upon him, but the posture of our heart would be one of humility, and that we would pray and desire that his will be done in my life, in this situation, at this time, and let his will work itself out in everything that I am involved in. That's a bit of a scary prayer. I mean, I guess the question that I wrestled with is when I, and, and you know, doing, um, doing funerals, I, I use this prayer a lot because it's a very familiar prayer and it and engages people to pray. And, and I thought, man, I've led so many in that prayer and, and I, wonder if, I wonder if I really pray it with the desire to submit fully to the will of God. There's a few things going on when we pray this your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that first the world we would want to see the world come in obedience come into obedience to the word of god and i know that sounds like a pipe dream in this day and age that the world would submit to the authority of god but don't worry like we said last week that jesus is going to come back and he's going to put this all back together again and he's going to um, he's going to release the kingdom here on earth and so we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, God. Your kingdom here on earth and your will be here on earth. Now we know it's not going to come in perfection, but future kingdom, man, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Like we don't need any more, we don't need any more guidelines on divorce and murder and, and retaliation and lust and, and all those, those, those things that, that uh, God speaks to us about in his word, mainly because they will no longer exist. I mean, think about the future kingdom, like what will doctors, what will the whole medical field do when the kingdom arrives? Like, there's no more sickness. We're going to have to retrain our doctors. Lawyers, lawyers are going to be out of a job. There's no more crime. I think we have a whole industry just built around crime in our worlds. And there will be no more crime. So there's going to be a lot of people out of a job. Or we'll just retrain. I'm sorry, I just completely got off track and I have no idea where I am in my notes. But that's okay. Thank you. But there's another component to this verse. And that call is not just a futuristic call, but that God's will would be done right now, right here, today, in this very moment. Now, I know the question is, how is that even possible? Well, I think we have to look to Jesus and look to his example. Look to his calling of us. And he would say it this way. 
Now this is Jesus. He's, his disciples are trying to get him to eat something. And he said, then my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Jesus has this, um, this awareness of what God wants of him and what nourishes him is his desire to see that come through, is to fulfill what God would have for him. And so when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, um, we are proclaiming into the heavenlies what we are living for, that the priority, that the focus of our life is just not on worldly stuff, on things, on relationships, on cars and houses, but doing God's will. Our relationship with the Father, our dad, should not be some spiritual decoration that we add to our life once or twice a week, but it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a way we move. It's about being all in and going for it. Just, just no holes barred, the will of God, I am in, and I'm running hard after it. As Ben said this morning, there's no, there's no middle ground to take. There's pursuits, and then there's laziness. Here again are the words of Jesus. I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of one who sent me. And then again in John, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And he said, this is Jesus, Abba, Father, Dad, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, not yet not what I will but you will. Jesus is ready to go to the cross in that verse in Mark. And he's asking God, if there's a better way, then please, but not my will, your will. This is the example that we have to follow, Jesus himself. And, 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 and understand this, living into the will of God is very, very doable us in our own brokenness in our own uh, in our imperfections in the darkness that's in all of our hearts it is very doable to live into and understand and embrace God's will for us when we pray um, your will be done we're not just praying about salvation but we're praying about that the righteousness the justice the mercy the grace of god would manifest in us and then begin to affect the entire world around us and i know the entire world oh, that sounds like big, your world okay what is your realm of influence how can the will of god be carried out in you to affect those around you and it will god's will changes everything Your will be done in me as it is in heaven. It's an invitation for God to conquer me, to conquer us. Your will be done in me as it is in heaven. To be honest, it's a bit nerve-wracking, um, that prayer, but it's the only prayer that will save ourselves from ourselves that God's will be done. And then if we can come to that place of really praying that, of being sincere in our hearts, of praying for God's will to be done, that he comes in with this, uh, with, a, with a gracious violence 
and starts to rip out and root out all of those things that stop us from coming into full complacency and submission to the will that he has for us in our lives. And sometimes that chiseling can be difficult and the, and the refining process can be difficult. But again, it is the only prayer that will save us from ourselves, that God's will be done and not my will. In fact, I would even dare to say that unless we've learned to submit every prayer to the will of God, then we have yet to mature in our prayer life. Every prayer should be submitted to God's will. It's, it's the petition that defines everything else within us. I mean, I don't, I don't even believe we can pray, hallowed be your name, or even, even proclaim the kingdom to come without submitting even those to the will of God. Your will be done. Now, it's an interesting characteristic uh, to our obedience to the will of God, and that is that verse, the, the, the little connection at the end that says, on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you may be wondering, well, what does God's will look like carried out in heaven? And that's a very good question. And I can only speculate upon what the scripture tells me, um, but you know, we can use words like perfectly or immediately, which are very true, but there's more to it, I believe. God's will is carried out in heaven. It's carried out without a single revelation, or I'm sorry, reservation. It's carried out with no uncertainty, without question, without doubt, without any worries, without any qualms. In heaven, when God directs, it is done, and it's done joyously. We know that if you read Revelation, that when the angels are doing the will of God, they're actually singing with joy. Hosanna. Heaven, uh, you know the words. See, the reality is you can, you can pray your will be done with resentment through clenched, angry teeth. You can pray in some defeatist tone, like, okay, fine, God. I wanted my will, but it's obviously not working out that way, so let your will be done. That's not the heart of a person who follows Jesus. We're not to come to the Father and say, yeah, your will be done, and use that as a complaint. If that's where your heart is, then you've lost a heart of gratitude for all that God has done for you. You've lost your heart of gratitude. But when that prayer is prayed with passion, cheerfulness, and without worry, like, oh my gosh, how's this going to work out? How, how, this, this is impossible. But you just go at it like, like in heaven when God gives the command to the angels. It's done, and it's done joyfully and excitedly. Is joyfulness, passion, gratefulness? I mean, how do we get to that place when you're in the will of God and the will of God is difficult, challenging? It doesn't make sense what he's asking you. Well, I think you can get through it first by praying that God's will be done and you submit to God's will be done. It's a conscious decision that we would submit our will to God's. But there's more. 
And it, and it goes back to the beginning of the prayer. Dad in heaven. Like we are praying to our dad in heaven. A father that loves us who is in heaven. And we are asked to do the will of a father who created the universe with his bare hands and then allowed those hands to be nailed on the cross through Jesus Christ. That's the love of the Father. That's the will that we're being invited into to be obedient to. And I think in, in order to know the will of God, you have to know God. And so we submit to his will, but yes, you have to know what that will is. And you, pe you can begin by um, a disciplined, consistent study of the Bible. The Bible is the primary way that God reveals his will to his people. It's not the only way, but it is, it is the primary way that he speaks his will to his people. And the sadness of it is, is that the Christian in the church today, the majority are almost biblically illiterate. How can you know the will of God if you don't know the word of God? How can you know the promises of God unless you know the promises of God? How do you know who you are in God unless you know who you are in God? How do you know these things if you're not being told these things by the word of God? I read an interesting book last week, a uh, short book. It's, it was called uh, The Word and the Spirit, or The Spirit and the Word. And the, the author, he, he talks about how the church has kind of missed this thing, that everybody, or, or the church is hungry for a move of God, the presence of God, the spirit, and the spiritual gifts, and we're hungry, and we go after that. And yet, and yet the word of God is kind of just tossed aside, and nobody's really that excited about God's word, but we're really excited about prophecy, and healing, and knowledge, and wisdom, and all those things. But the word of God kind of sits over here, and he would say, he would say, he, 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 the, the spirit to move the spirit is limited in the believer's life by limiting the word of God in the spirit's life and in, in the individual's life and that without the spirit the revelation of the word can never come to fruition in the believer's life and so we need both and we can't be out of balance and the church is out of balance we're hungry and excited for a manifestation of God but yet we very rarely crack the word of God to understand the will of God you want to know the will of God get into this book every single day twice on Sunday so the last thing I think I want to point out um, doing something enjoyable is not hard to do last year I, I took up metal detecting I know it sounds like a geeky hobby but I'm old and a geek now and so um, and I didn't get out as much as I would want to but when I, when I was able to get out, it was enjoyable. Why? Because I liked to do it. I found it interesting. It's easy to do. Spending time with my wife, Sandy, um, is easy. It's enjoyable to do. In fact, it's one of the easiest things that, that I can do. I mean, we spent the day yesterday just like cleaning and then watching a movie and then cleaning some more. And it was just, and then she asked me to go to Target. I'm like, no. Um, but, 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 you know, for that, up until that point, we were good and, and we were having a good time. 
um, Tarjay isn't my cup of tea. Um, and I and I think I, I was really you know feeling a little bad when when she put on that face of you're letting me down, Dennis. And and I thought, well, you know, for me, I just don't want to see people looking at my wife because I get jealous. And so that's why I tend to stay home when she goes shopping. I digress. Um, but when obedience to God's will is our enjoyment, when obedience to the will of God excites you and you enjoy being in the will of God, you will find yourself growing more and more and more, listening, hearing, and then acting as he has called us to act. The words that he calls us to say is the will of God one of your greatest joys? If not, that's a good place to start and to ask, what is in me, God? Holy Spirit, reveal what's in me that's keeping me from the joy of the Lord being my strength. Grace will empower you to live into obedience to God. He is creator. He set the stars in place. He created every animal, tree, plant, fish. And again, he is the God who created the universe with his hands and then allowed those hands to be nailed to a cross. And it's from that place of love that he calls us into his will. He loves us so much. He knows exactly what we need. You know... As, as parents, we love our children. Amen, Asher. And we love our children, and we want obedience from our children because we know as parents that it's probably the best for them. And parents spend a lot of um, energy, emotional energy, mental energy, caring for their kids. I can remember... Um, Sandy and I going out like on date night and we would leave the kids home and like, you know, you just, you just long for that. You love your children, but you long for that night when you can have adult conversation over food that's not all over the table. And so you get to the restaurant and you, and you sit down and you order and all we talked about was the kids. What this one did, what that one's not doing. And we just think, wow. We can't even not focus on our children when we're trying not to focus on our children. How much more does our Heavenly Father love us? How much more does our Heavenly Father think about us? How much more does our Heavenly Father know what's perfect for us and invite, says, you need to do that. This is the best way. You can try that. You can try that. Not the best. You might get to where you're going, but you're going to be having a little heartache on the way. This is the best way because he loves us. Because he wants us to live this fullness, the fullness of life that Jesus came to give us, abundance of life that Jesus came to give us. That abundance is found in the will of God. And so we can either line ourselves up with what Jesus prays, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, or we, can, we could uh, regurgitate the world's mantra, my will be done just like I want it to. The church has to stand differently. The church has to stand strong. 
I'm telling you, I'm I'm sensing that um, in some way, shape, or form, this book is going to become hotly contested in our society, even more so than it is now. For the church to thrive, we have to be obedient to what God calls us to. And how are we obedient to what God calls us to? We have to know what he calls us to. And how do we know what he calls us to? First, we start with his word and prayer and loving the brothers and the sisters and listening and hearing just in, in the spiritual disciplines of silence and solitude and fasting. We've gotten away from all those things. The church needs to get back to those things because those are the will of God. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. That's the will of God. So, Lord, we thank you for the love that you have for us, the grace that you have. Even in the midst of our disobedience, you lovingly call us back and you, you pour out grace and mercy. I was struck this morning that a full, fresh vat of grace was dumped upon every believer in Jesus Christ this morning. Just washed over you, took away all of that. Blech. And now we get to walk free in the Spirit. So thank you for that, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So before you all leave, um, Kim, Kim's here. And Kim's been, um, Kim Romanski, she's been going through a tough time lately. Kim! Oh! Betsy's excited. Um, and, and I invited her here um, to pray so we can pray over her. Um, she's been having for about four years now um, incredible pain, debilitating pain. Uh, a couple weeks ago she had neck surgery. Um, they went in the front, got to the back. Um, the pain still hasn't subsided, though the doctors are... are um, thinking that you know it takes it takes time for these types of things um, but we want to go to the great physician on her behalf Amen. and so if you would all kind of gather around her we're going to pray over her we're going to pray against frustration we're going to pray against um, fear we're going to pray against uh, all of the negativity that the enemy is trying to sow within her